pockets of a beer or a cold libation. I can tell you how I wrote this little theme. I went and took a call from brother Jason, and he tells me that he has a little dream. He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast, and I ask him what you got. He said I'll start off with some talking and some moody clips and popcorn fighting, fantasy explorations and some groundless exploitation. Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxings, full month horror movie marathon. Sometimes I'll let the box come on, contest and of course you know it's all about games. I said slow down, let's just start with the name. It's the Nerds RPG Variety. Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. I'm very happy to be joined by Carl Rodriguez, the Geomologist Presents today, because we're doing our final film in the retrospective, my 2023 retrospective in visionary filmmaker Albert Pune's filmography. Albert died last year, and I wanted to dedicate this year an episode each month towards his films. Carl's been on before, but I'm very happy he's with me here for the last one of the year. Carl, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Great. Thank you for joining me. Had had you seen this movie before? No, and I'm I'm shocked I hadn't seen it. I'm a big Ice-T fan, um, both for his music and, and you know, his uh, Law & Order stuff. Uh, and I didn't, I mean, I guess he'd done other movies, gangster-type movies before, but um, I didn't know. I, yeah, I didn't know about this one. Yeah, I mean, I guess most famously we have um, New Jack City. That's, I think, the first movie yeah. I saw him in. Although he was in Breaking before that, so I and I'd seen Breaking, yeah, that's right. Breaking too. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, but New Jack City, I remember him, you know, more from right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's most famous for you know his appearance in Law and Order, right? I mean, well, sure, but that came later. You know, that yeah. that's after he sold out to the man. But <laughs> yeah, before that, he was like the you know hip hop guy and then he did the body count stuff um which is where i started listening to his music and then i you know went back to his mm-hmm. more rap rap and hip-hop uh, kind of stuff but break in your right and break into electric boogaloo yeah um so yeah so new jack oh. city yeah tank mm-hmm. girl he was in tank girl okay yeah oh yeah he was in tank girl he johnny was mnemonic the, um, he was one of the kangaroo people and johnny oh. mnemonic m- 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 how do you say it say it again mnemonic there we go. He's there at the end when they meet the dolphin. I know we're spoiling all these movies, but yeah, but he's like the leader of the resistance in that. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, um, but I, I, I guess we should mention the movie we're going to talk about today. Full spoilers sure. for this movie, folks. You can yep. find this movie on Tubi, on Amazon Prime. I bet mm-hmm. it's on YouTube. So go watch the movie. It's Mean Guns from 1997. Yeah, and we are going to spoil it. Go, right. go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say it's surprisingly good. The other big star, other I think that that I think Ice T is probably the most famous. Um, I don't I don't have the YouTube analytics for that, um, but uh, the other person who's pretty famous is Christopher Lambert. Yeah, in this movie, and I was surprised. I mean, I guess like thirteen years after Highlander, but you know he's still well known. Christopher Lambert. Oh, also did uh, Tarzan: Legend of Greystoke, right? Christopher Lambert. Hey. And he's amazingly, or surprisingly, I guess would be a better word, good in that movie, in, in Tarzan Legend at Greystoke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. You you can see a little bit of that sword training from Highlander in this, where he's yes. early on with the bat, where he's right. twirling the bat around. and Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I think we like to mention the other 
actors uh, that mm -hmm. are in it. The main ones being Michael Halsley, who um, he was in some pretty interesting stuff and seemed to have a uh, a career that was going up upwards. But I think he passed away pretty early on in his life. Um, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, not too long after this, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was in, I think, notably that movie where they hunt down. It's like takes place like during the uh, medieval times and they're hunting down the these, this I guess is that the one he's in the he's in the one which I think Sean Bean is in it where they try to look for that town or that town that hasn't been caught by the plague or something like that is that the he, well he's in the last witch hunter with Vin, Vin Diesel which is a new one he's oh okay in, he's in Star Hunter 2000 I don't think he's in the one it's not that one no I don't I don't think he's that one I think that's what I'm thinking it was the last witch hunter yeah he he also guest appeared on Blake Seven but he wasn't a main actor on Blake yeah Seven. yeah. Yeah. And and then there's um Deborah Van Valkenburg, who looked very familiar, but I don't know. I couldn't remember from I guess she was in the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, she's close. She, she's but, in the Warriors. She's in Streets of Fire as well. Oh uh, yeah. Which, oh wow. It, she's appeared in Quantum Leap before. Um Too Close for Comfort in the sitcom Too Close for Comfort. Mm -hmm. So yeah, actually she won a best supporting actress for something, apparently. Um best supporting actress. In the fantasy film award at Polly Grind, oh, I thought it was a a real a real award. Polly Grinder Ground Film Festival, A Road to Hell. So I thought it was like an actual Academy Award, but no. yeah, A Road to Hell is a kind of a sequel that actually Albert Pune did to oh. Streets of Fire. You know, that's interesting. He 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 tends to to get the same actors in his movies. I guess they really. Either he's easy to work with, or you know, he sells his stuff well. And these people well, come come back to his movies, right? He has multiple mm -hmm. appearances by a number of actors, as I've, I've noticed. Yeah, you mentioned that, and then the last movie you were on talking about with me, Nemesis. We we have a repeat actor from that, mm -hmm. and that's um, Yuji Akimoto, and I'm sure I yep. butchered that. Who people nowadays are going to know him from Karate Kid Two, yes, and yes. from the series Co because he's chosen cobra kai yes chosen cobra yeah. Kai. yeah 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 so uh i guess um we should talk about the setup of the movie first yeah go go ahead and lay it out for folks all right so i, I mean i've tried to get this correct there's some things that i that i'm gonna have to ask your help with to figure there's multiple plots going in and about but the main mm -hmm. plot is uh there's this group called the syndicate that seemed to be a crime uh an overarching crime organization. When I thought syndicate, I was like, oh, is this the same as the John Wick one? No, it's not the same as the John Wick one, but maybe they took that idea. Anyway, it's this overarching crime syndicate. And uh, this guy, Mr. Moon, who's played by Ice-T, he gets together all these assassins and ne'er-do-wells who have um, betrayed the syndicate in some form. He puts him in this prison that's about to open. And then he says, okay, it's most dangerous game time. Last person standing you get 10 million dollars if you win and he put he kind of gets them all in this like pit type of situation i guess the area where like the, of the proposed warden would be standing above and and addressing either the the um prison guards or the or the prisoners in this um soon to be prison so that's, right. that's actually, the gist though, of it he, um he he says the last three standing will win Oh yes, the last which sets thing. up some plot point sets right. up some things in the movie. So yeah, it's actually a pretty interesting and linear plot. Um, I thought it was 
pretty cool. I, I love there's some um, before that, you know, there's a scene when where he's kind of giving a monologue. And uh, and I actually I really enjoyed I really enjoyed his, his speech uh, in the movie. And then they also set up the kind of common themeality of the music throughout the movie, which is the mambo pieces that are playing mm-hmm. in the background. Um, so so it's a, it's it's pretty cool. I, I thought it was pretty neat. Um, so uh, so he, like at the, in this opening scene when he does this monologue, then he has this conversation with the soon to be warden whom he kills. No surprise. Uh, they're playing over oh, this chessboard. I don't know if there's any significance of the chessboard. Maybe it's like all these chess pieces that are supposed to you're supposed to glean are moving around in this uh, plot or situation. But I thought it was, it was it was pretty. The opening was pretty well done, and then the setup was was fine to me. I didn't see anything um, weird about it, uh, but or non um, non entertaining about it. It was pretty entertaining. <laughs> I mean, just because Ice-T gives us like what I like, and I guess this is very common if you've seen Ice-T stuff, um, but he kind of gives us like very sophisticated type speech with big words uh, highlighted by cuss words (laughs) in between. And then, you know, when people, when he asks any questions and people ask questions, they ask kind of dumb questions and shoots them. (laughs) It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's a good setup. And in fact, there's a, you know, we see some of the people arriving and there's a discussion about cuss words in in that as well. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I guess yeah. it kind of tries to suggest like these uh these thugs are kind of a bit, you know, moral. I don't know. Yeah. Or they have yeah, it, they have certain standards. <laughs> mm-hmm. I you, you mentioned the soundtrack, and that's one of the strong things here. This is a well-made movie. It's shot well. The camera work is good. There's enough yeah. light to see the action, unlike mm-hmm. in some of his other movies that are really dark, hard to see. You can understand. Mm-hmm. You can follow what's going on. Mm-hmm. It, it, the music, like say the Mamba music's really good. This was shot in two thirty-five anamorphic widescreen, and, and it should. You know, you can tell this was mm-hmm. a higher quality production. All in all, yeah. I is just to knock out the movie making parts. I really. It's 104 minutes. It could be cut back to 90 minutes. I think. I it, think so. I think. Yeah, so. I think if they had done that, it'd be a little bit stronger movie. But all in all, this is really watchable, and it, it's for the time. I think the quality of the movie is a theatrical quality movie. It, it doesn't let you down on the soundtrack or the camera work or any of that stuff. I, th- I think it's solid as far as the, the filmmaking goes. I, th- I think also I would I would categorize it as like a almost a dark comedy, mm-hmm. really. Because there's some th- some scenes are over the top, and you know a little like far fetched. Some of the the fight scenes and choreography, but uh, but then there's there's snippets of humor, right? The duo um, that's in yeah, there, Haas and Crow, Haas and Crow by Tom Matthews as Crow and and Yuji Okamoto, who we mentioned as Haas, um, mm-hmm. is really is pretty. That's a really fun kind of duo, you know that you could see as kind of like this like the the villain are the bad guy that you kind of you're a, a little sad to kill but happy you killed him so <laughs> sad to see die but happy you killed him right type of thing so so i think right. i think that was pretty cool so I, and um yeah so so after the speech then um are, are there any other uh actors you want to talk about uh like kimberly warren i think right she was d another assassin mm-hmm. and then there was um hunter doty uh, introduced the, the little girl we can get to that in a little bit and then the other kind of main character was Tina, I guess it's Cote as Barbie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think that's all, all the the major characters. Yeah, that's uh, a major character. Because we didn't mention Crow and D. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's about or Crow and Hoss, right? Uh, yeah. I don't think there was any. Yeah, everyone I, else, I everyone I, else was seemed like they're kind of fodder. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one guy that seemed to be shot a couple times and kept surviving by happenstance, but died in the end. So the Rick, I think Rick. Bob. 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 Oh, Bob. Jerry Rector played Bob. Yeah. Um, but everyone else was just kind of an extra in a fighter, <laughs> pretty much, right? Yep. So, so yeah. So after I think after this big speech, uh, like no one, all their weapons had been taken, right? So I think this is a kind of interesting. I mean, when I was thinking through this, I'm like, man, how well will this go as like a a one shot type of game, um, or like a, a a major end to a plot point or or season thread in an RPG game like that kind of RPG game? Um, you know, uh, would would that work? I mean, I know players are notorious. For example, like for not giving up their stuff, right? They're like, "Oh, it's a trap." Of course, it's a trap. <laughs> but I mean, so I don't know. What do you think? Do you think how gameable is this setup? I I think it's very gameable as a one shot. I don't think mm-hmm. it. I because you're going to end up having, you know, a sole survivor here potentially. I I don't, and you're going to have PvP. I don't know how well it would work in a campaign. I, yeah. If you enforce the idea that only one could walk away, right? Yeah, but, I think you ch- you change it. You change it like like however people member number of people you have in the group. You're like, okay, there's five people in the group, so you have you find the ten million dollars, and you get two million each type of thing, right? Right. So I think you could adjust it, right? So in, th- in mm-hmm. this movie, it's three, right? Three survive and they get three point three three million dollars. That's what uh, Mr. Moon Ice T says. So, but uh, I think you could adjust that and then make it so like the party might band potentially band together be, just because they're the players i mean i don't know that's a little for 4c railroady plot but i mean it's a one shot so you know that's expected i think yeah i think the i think having just one walk away though would be interesting as a one shot because um, mm. they would have to work together initially you have you, you set it up to where five or, or whatever number yeah would get through but then you let them i i don't know i i think you could do it as one shot where yeah you know, just one walks away because they would have to band together through most of it. And then you have the tension of when are they going to turn on each other? But you oh, have yeah. to buy in from the players. Yeah. And you could do like a fun thing that I've seen done um, in games where like everyone has like a little secret. Mm-hmm. And that's what and that, that's actually highlighted in the film. Like everyone has their little card and secret on, you know, why, how you betrayed the syndicate. Right. So, um, so and some more, some more characters than others kind of explore that during the course of this um this kind of free-for-all. So there's like about a hundred people, but I feel like it was more than a hundred. It said there was like a hundred initially, but there is more than a hundred. And I feel I saw the same extras come back here and there. But um yeah, so the, so then they have no weapons, they're in this pit, and then Ice T and his thugs, um, and I guess the th- the thugs that he has are part of the game in a way. Um they drop uh first they drop uh guns, and then everyone grabs a gun and starts shooting but there's no ammo then he drops a box of ammo and then he drops like bats and and like aluminum bats um you know because everyone loves the sound of the ping sound you know from from college world series so uh <laughs> or i guess when it hits someone's head so um so yeah so they drop all these weapons in, and then it's like this big brawl i think that would to me at the initial brawl that to me would be like the hardest to game 
um, to run, mm -hmm. I think, the initial brawl. I mean, some of the, the of course, all the all the principals, they like, uh, some of them stay there and you see their their martial prowess, you know, like like D stays in there and shoots a, a few people, but some of the principals, most of the principals kind of scatter, right? They're like, I'm not going to get in this big shootout because you never know what can happen. That makes sense. And then they scatter into the uh, the facility. But that that's that was pretty chaotic. Um, I I feel like that's one of the places where it could have been cut back a little bit. I don't know how much you need to see uh, people shooting and people dying. You know, I don't know. Um, so I think that's a place where you could have cut cut that scene a little bit because it kept going, and then they switch over to people breaking off, and then it get back to the, the main, you know, the main brawl, and then of course that eventually that Peter is out, and it seems like maybe about half to to seventy five percent of the people are killed in that. And that engagement um yeah and then the rest of the movie really is just we're, we're following two main groups right we're, we're, we're following um hoss and crow mm -hmm. that group. that's the humor the dark humor yep we follow them around and then we follow our main group which is marcus cam d and lou we we follow that them around as they they slowly clean up what was left yeah, just to give you guys the name. So Lou is Christopher Lambert. Lambert. Um, Marcus is Michael Halsley. Cam is Deborah Van Valkenburg. And D is Kimberly Warren. So mm -hmm. when we mention them, so you can picture that. In, so you, listener, can picture that in your head. Of course, you went and saw this before you listened. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I didn't know. I had to use like the wiki and like, oh, who's who? Because it, it does get, to me, it gets confusing. There's so many people and they drop so many names like, you know, Ricky, Ricky, Bobby, whatever, you know, Haas. Haas and Crow. I mean, but so uh and then Barbie um as well. So so then uh yeah, and I guess Barbie actually joins Haas and Crow at some point after they do a lot of little slaughters here, you know, kills here and there. And they seem to be the masters of of ambush um and uh killing people with a lot of flair and gore. Yeah, Although the right. most of the gore is kind of is like uh, implied, I would mm -hmm. say. Yeah, most of the gore is implied. I mean they don't show, you know, it's not like graphic, like, um, like, a, you know, like, a, a, a spoilers for walking dead. If you don't want spoilers for walking dead, skip ahead about 20 seconds. It's a bat hitting someone's head. Like, let's say like in walking dead where they blast a uh, Glenn and Abraham's head to pieces and they show it repeatedly, but you just, you just hear the sound. You see the person go down. There's like little splashes of blood, but they don't really show the gore, right? Necessarily. And when people yeah, get shot. Is, yeah. It's not a gore get, movie. No, yeah. Not when, so there's a lot of killing, but when people get shot, they like go down and there might be some, there's, but there's not like Quentin Tarantino blood all over the place and blood like, you know, running down the walls and all over the floor. I mean, it's there, but it's not, you know, crazy, in my opinion, which I thought was fine. I mean, I think that can be, to me, that can be kind of distracting, honestly. Yeah, like, what, right. what, that's not, I mean, really, it's like, not. that's not really how that works, but okay. I mean, yes, death is gory. When people get shot, it's, it can be pretty bad, but it's not like, oh, you know, the over the top that some of these do nowadays. It's unnecessary. Yeah, and we don't see the, um, you know, gores in the far in the aspect of grievous bodily injuries. You don't see mangled bodies or anything like right, that. Right, right. Yeah, if you're just lying there dead, you know they're yeah. dead. I think that's enough to communicate the story, right? So, uh, so yeah, we follow it. So these two groups kind of are walking around, killing people. Um, I guess it, you're supposed to be three, but somehow there's this 
dialogue um and maybe some of that could have been cut too i mean you get get to the point you know there's all this like there's a lot of these like stares between uh, marcus and lou a lot in the movie that could have been maybe chopped or edited a bit but um so uh so yeah so uh so that's kind of most of the movie really and i think right. that probably could have been cut back because it seems like they go in a, a kind of circles i see the same locales like uh there's like like there's cool fights in the kitchen there's cool fights in like the the shooting gallery area there's like chases around the uh the freezer and storage area you know type of thing so um but yeah it kind of becomes like a cat and mouse yeah this actually was shot at a prison it was the los angeles county twin towers correctional facility oh wow that's where this was shot at that's crazy i wonder how much money they got for that yeah i don't know I, yeah, That's I'm not cool. sure what the budget was for this. Um, yeah, I don't know. It probably says somewhere on the. Yeah, it's not on the wiki. I, it's not I on the wiki. Hmm. Yeah, but no, we go through the other thing we have here is that. So we have a little bit of a backstory for Christopher yeah. Lambert's character, the... where he was, his daughter was raped, and then he decided he was going to take up killing bad people, and so that's kind of his stick. And he, mm-hmm. but he's kind of crazy, and he's. And he's pretty and he's on high. He's taking popping pills throughout the movie mm-hmm. and, and staying amped up. And basically the syndicate, he's too dangerous to the syndicate, which is why they want him gone. But he came on his own. He wasn't actually invited, I don't think. And he actually brought this daughter with him who he says is his real daughter. I'm not sure she was his real daughter or his adopted daughter, but she's sitting in the car in the parking lot during this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But and apparently she does. She really doesn't care for the, for him either. Right, she doesn't no, want to. Yeah, so I don't. I don't really know. Believe it's his ball. If it if it's if it is his biological daughter, then she doesn't know him, right? And it, there was. Right. I thought there was a scene where she killed, or he or Lou killed her adoptive parents, or if they were indeed, you know what I mean, right? So well, he says step parents, step parents, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he kills them, right? Yeah. So and then there's also this like this boy on the ground that he all keeps appearing dead in his like visions. Is that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think you could have cut out all that. Um, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah, and just let, leave it up to the imagination of the of the watcher because it was a little confusing that. Um, and no one really else gets like this backstory type treatment either, right? No one. We don't get the visions of what happened. We just have like a little flashes of their card and what they did to piss off the syndicate, right? So, and, um, and although I think Marcus, card Marcus aren't even like, enough to see to, to no to really. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like they're 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 never like a clear view of it. It's like half of it, so you gotta kind of figure out, I guess, through the the dialogue. But I, so Marcus also had killed some kids or something too, or uh, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, I I, I kind of didn't. I I don't know that the plot is that important in this kind of right. movie. So I didn't. Right. Either, I didn't try to get dig too deep into it. All right. So. so 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 there's a there's some betrayal within the group. Um, so like at some point, Lou strangles uh, D. Um, mm-hmm. They show that very quickly. He, he, I guess he killed a couple people with a Garrett, something like that, and he, he kills her. And then there's like, and then he kind of takes off. So the group split up, and then it's Marcus trying to save Cam, who keeps telling people, well, "I'm not supposed to be here." I mean, she's not a she's not like a hit like a hitman like everyone else is. She's like an accountant who got some pictures and and I guess saw that the syndicate was bribing people or something like that. So they want her dead. Um 
And then Marcus is actually, it turns out, this is a big spoiler. He's a plant. Right. Yeah, he's a plant for uh for Mr. Moon. So so eventually the, things get whittled down. There's a there's like I said, continuously cool gun scenes. I thought that, I think they're pretty good. I think actually I agree, like the choreography is not bad, especially like with the bat, the bat work that people do. Um, and they fight with the bat. There's one with Christopher Lambert in there. So those are well worth watching the, you know, how how people are killed and how they die, and then there's firefights. Um, I think the highlights to me were the last firefight um with the Haas and Crow, and then the kitchen fight were pretty interesting uh, to me. But um, yeah, I mean the the gunfights really aren't. I, I mean, it's filmed fine, but but they're not that interesting. There aren't that many. I mean, how many interesting ways can you kill somebody with a gun, right? The yeah. John Wick kind of supersedes that because you or you know rises above that, I should say, because he's also using martial arts and he's right. There's no gunfu. There's no gunfu in this. Right. Yeah. None of that. People it's, are. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's okay, but it's I agree with you. You could cut down some of the the, the gun yeah. stuff because it's just not. If it was interesting or different each time, that you know, but it's not. So that's kind of a negative to the movie because you have to get through these hundred. You have to get through ninety seven people. <laughs> so yeah. it's you have to show not. And and I don't know if they show ninety seven. It'd be interesting know, to go through and count to yeah, see if we yeah. see ninety seven deaths. We might. Right. We actually might. Yeah, I don't know. You have to like freeze it especially like in the first in the first yeah. engagement right well right off the bat he kills like two people right so there's mm-hmm. 98 <laughs> and then or mr moon does and then they there's a big shootout in that gallery and then yeah so so they, they try to they even try to do this trick the one of the groups where they they go oh we found the money come and get it we'll fight it out in the in the first gallery where it was but that doesn't really go so well um honestly and that's where the groups kind of break apart um and kind of go in their own way right it's interesting for so ice t's character moon he decides you know he doesn't separate himself from these killers he's there amongst them i mean not literally but he pops up and he's there and potentially he could get killed during this whole thing and then at the end kind of like the twist is the syndicate wants all of them dead including him Mm -hmm. so the idea is you know he thought this would be he had convinced the syndicate this would be an interesting way to kill everybody. And he thought it'd be more fun because he knew he had a target on his back too, but at least this way he kind of gets to control the way he goes out. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so at the end, like at the end when the, the last three standing um, aside from Mr. Moon are uh, Marcus, Lou and Cam and they, he get he, he opens his case and he gives them all a gun. And then there's just like this four way standoff and then they count to three or whatever. And they draw, and then Cam goes down. Um, Lou realizes that there's no gun bullets in his in there. Um, so he gets shot by Marcus. And then it's Mr. Moon and Marcus. And then they have like a, you know, like a quick draw type of thing. And Mr. Moon goes down. Yep. It, but Lou isn't quite dead. So Marcus yeah. goes over and they finish each other off. Yeah. Yeah. Although Marcus is, he's a mean bastard because he lets Lou think that the the little girl was killed. Right, right. That's kind of mean. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting too. So we mentioned this little girl that Lou brings that says it's his daughter. I I don't, we really don't know, but Marcus and Mr. Moon both talk to her and she says that she actually says she wants Lou dead somewhere. So she's a vicious little kid. And then Marcus uh, gives her like the $10 million. Um. 
and tell her to wait here until all the gun gunfire is off. And then then we cut to the last kind of scene in the movie. See, we're almost done with this, guys. It's not like I said. There's not, not that. It's a fun movie to watch, but there's not that much analysis. You watch no. a bunch of people shoot each other in a in a contained environment, um, and there's some neat, uh, neat little like, you know, quips here and there. And I, like I said, it's a dark comedy uh, to me. Uh, so then at, at the end, uh, the, the the cam wakes up because apparently Marcus just winged her, yep. and uh, the little girl standing over her and says, "Okay." We can go now, more or less. So uh, they they take off with the with the money, and I love what the little girl says. Uh, she like they put music on. The little girl's kind of like nodding her head, and then uh, and then she says, "I love Mambo, don't you?" Oh, great. <laughs> so that, I don't know. The Mambo thing to me was was also fun because it is kind of like almost like a, a music choreography to the music in a way. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, yeah, to the fights and and I yeah. think the Mamba music helps this movie immensely. I think if you had a different soundtrack, it, it really could make this a, a slog to get through. Yeah, but, yeah. But I think the soundtrack really helps. Right. Yeah. So I think uh, I'm like I said, I, I was I've never seen it before. I, I was intrigued by the the principal actors in it. Um, I mean, it's not like Christopher Lambert's getting an Academy Award anytime soon. Uh, no. I feel like I think Ice T's gotten an Emmy or two, but um, I don't know if he's gotten a Grammy. I'd be curious. Yeah, we'd have to look that up. He, but you know, I think everybody does a decent job acting. I don't think there's any real horrible no. acting um, in here. The script's okay. Oh, the, bar- the Barbie okay. was kind of annoying. Yeah, but, she, but even even she did okay. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, horrible. that was a funny scene too. I guess we, that was a funny scene. She she kind of blew up, blew her head off, the top of her head off. Um, so well, like well, Marcus set her up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It, where he had a case that she thought was the money and it ended up being a bomb. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of. We, we told you we were going to spoil it, folks. Yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah. They, this is a neat movie. It's just one of those movies where a bunch of assassins get together and have to kill each other. You know, mm-hmm. one of those things. But it's it, it's fine. You know, put it put it on maybe in the background or it's not something you're going to revisit a lot. But it's probably mm-hmm. worth watching once if you like those kind of movies. Yeah. He just has not won an Emmy. He has been nominated for an Emmy, but uh, Ice T has won two Grammys, and for his work um, in um, Law and Order, he has won uh, for, uh, Image Award, so NAACP Image Award. Um, but he's been nominated for his work in Law and Order. Yeah, I, I always like to see Ice T. I mean, he's not, you know, not everything he's in is great. Um, right, Leprechaun in the Hood. I'm looking at you. But but I've always enjoyed him, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I don't have any any complaints. Um, yeah, and even like you, you mentioned Barbie, but even Barbie, I I didn't mind. You you know, what else has that woman been in? She seems familiar too. I mean, a lot of these people seem familiar. Maybe they've been in other, um, other um, pun. Um, some of them have been in other other pun movies. She, I don't know what else she's done i don't think she, um she doesn't have her own wiki page so you'd have to go to imdb imdb to, yeah to see um but yeah some of the like michael hawsley kimberly warren um yuji we mentioned um her actually she's been in other pun movies and tom matthews uh lambert and ice t all have been in for lambo and ice t they've all been in other albert pun mm-hmm. movies yeah so yeah yeah and christopher lambert surprisingly is still um 
and stuff. You, you know what's surprising about Christopher Lambert in this is he was only on set for two days. Wow. That that's it, just two days, and that's you, you know that's probably all they could afford. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we would be remiss too. We talked about this before we started recording, but I feel like this genre of movie where like last person standing or the, the you know, people hunting people is kind of all inspired by uh, The Most Dangerous Game, which was a short story written by Richard Connell, a 1924 short story. But I mean, there's even like, apparently there's like a series now with it. But, it, you know, it's like the whole idea that you're, you know, you're going to be hunted by other people and that and, and people are the most dangerous game, right? And you mentioned another that other movie with the island, um, Battle Royale. Yep, right? Battle Royale. Of course, similar. The Purge is kind of like this, right? Hunter Games. Yeah. Yep. Hunger Games, yeah. which I've, so there, I've never seen. Yeah, there are a lot of movies out there now that kind of get into this idea. But yeah. th- this predates a lot of that. I mean, it's almost like Survivor. This is almost set up like Survivor in some ways where you have to, well, it's like the other ones, but you kind of have to band together. Mm-hmm. long enough to get through most of them and then the people right. that together have to turn on each other so exactly so and that's why we think it would be kind of an interesting one shot because then that's that seems to be a consideration but who knows i mean i guess uh what a smart player would they um i guess our last our final thoughts like a smart player might try to off the the other player characters early right maybe but you might need the other player characters to get through the the npcs to get to the end right Right, so that, right. that's the tough part. Yeah, if it, you make tough NPCs like similar to Haas and Crow, who seem you know be like almost the last of the five survivors, you know, um, you know. Yeah, so. and what why it goes back to that survivor reference, you know, do you take out your your the strong opponents first, or you keep the strong opponents on your team so you can beat or in your tribe to beat the other tribes, and then do you weed them out after you've, you know, won a bunch of competitions and got all the cool stuff? Oh, so right. that, yeah. you know, it's a tough consideration yeah so. this reminds me as me my final thought on this um it reminds me like there was this like series in dungeon i don't know if you collected dungeon uh back in the day i, I, I was more of a dragon guy i, I didn't yeah. have a whole lot of dungeon mech. yeah so dungeon dungeon had this series where you know, you'd go you uh it was written by uh, one author and you'd have this series of games and competitions and it was like for any level because it was really more about solving the puzzle solving the the trap situation as opposed to you know kicking monsters you know butts um but that one that would be an interesting twist is like after you guys finished the series of challenges i think it's called challenge of champions yeah it's called challenge of champion series so you guys if you if you put google that with dungeon magazine uh you guys could probably find it but challenge of champions and then uh, at the end, it'd be fun to do a twist. We're like, okay, now you guys got to fight it out. Because then that wouldn't matter, right? Because it's all like, they're all. So like the last challenge would be every person for themselves. Right. It, yeah. And it looks like they did a, a number of those challenge champions, actually. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be like in a similar kind of vein. And then you could do a twist at the end. Um, yeah. Because it looks like it was in Dungeon 58, 69, 80, and 91. Yeah, so, they, so that's that suggests they also did it for different different D and Ds. Oh, maybe that goes to the multiverse thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe that that might be a future <laughs> episode to to <laughs> something to look at in the future, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, cool. Well, Carl, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate. Yeah, it. thanks for having me. It's great. Take care, and I will talk to you and hopefully game with you soon. All right.
Okay, folks, I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you enjoyed The Year of Pune. Please go check out the movies. We only talked about 12 of them, and there are a ton more movies out there well worth checking out. We didn't even touch the Kickboxer sequels, the sequels to Nemesis. We didn't get into... There, there are just a number of them out there that we, we didn't discuss, just because you can only discuss so many. But... Down Twisted is worth checking out. Crazy Six is worth checking out. Uh, Kickboxer Two is definitely worth checking out. There, there are a number of these that are that are still very good movies. Definitely worth your time. So I hope you check those out, and I hope you revisit some of the movies we've talked about during this year-long series. But until next episode, be excellent to each other. Joking about your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I better shoot him dead. Bring on the gold, bring on the gold. I want some Butcher is a dustman and your is by a tipper And I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper Don't look away